Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode. This is going to be a super simple, super fun, best of 2020 decluttering tips for moms. So I asked inside of the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group, which by the way, if you're not in there yet, you should go get in there because it's wonderful. It is full of moms like you ready to help you declutter your home. Um, And I asked in here the other day, what is the best decluttering tip that you have learned from Motherhood Simplified in 2020. Now, I cannot guarantee that these are tips that all originated from Motherhood Simplified, but many of them did um, because we've been talking about them all year long. We have been practicing them together all year long, and they've been really, really helpful for a lot of people. Andrea, who is here live for this episode, just said one of them. She said, just one thing was a game changer for me, which is one of the tips that we're going to talk about. So um, real quick too, um, if you are not in the free, if you don't have the free decluttering plan yet, clear your clutter, get that because it's motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash clutter free. Get that because at the end of that PDF, I have included three pages of super short and simple, easy to take action on decluttering tips like we're going to talk about today. And you can have them in the PDF form. You can take a screenshot of them. You can use them as like the background of your phone to remind you all of the time, all of these really simple decluttering tips that will help you declutter. So get that if you haven't gotten it yet. And I want to let you know too, if you've done clear your clutter in the past, get it again, because I recently updated it, upgraded it, and it's all new, I've simplified it. Um, So it should be a lot more effective for anyone who needs help getting started decluttering, especially as a mom. It has nine super simple projects that you can do in 15 minutes or less that will get you started and help you really clear a lot of the clutter in your home. That's why it's called Clear Your Clutter. Okay, (laughs) hey, Sarah. Um, Another mom watching live said just one thing, Some days it really is just one thing, but most days it is many. So we will talk about these in a second. Let me um, pull up my my list of tips for you all because I want to start with a couple specific ones and then we'll read through the rest of them. Okay. So we were just talking about the just one thing and that was one of the overarching themes of Motherhood Simplified this year, right? It's 2020. Mom life is already a lot to handle, right? It was even more in 2020. And so what I wanted to share with you all and encourage you to do this year is just do one thing, right? So we started a decluttering challenge. I think it was like the end of spring, beginning of summer in the group called the Just One Thing Challenge. And literally all it was, was decluttering one thing every day, just like, and that's all it has to be. And the reason that I wanted to do this is because we complicate it, right? We complicate the decluttering process. So many of us think that if we're going to declutter our homes, we need to get like a weekend away from the kids and spend 16 hours straight just decluttering and then we're going to be done. And if you, if you can get that to happen, awesome. 
like good for you. Get a lot done in that weekend, but your work isn't going to be done in one weekend. I hate to tell you that, but it's not. You can get a lot done and you can make really big progress, but it's kind of like bad dieting. It doesn't work. It's a band-aid solution and it leaves us disappointed. And not only that, it, it just doesn't give us the results that we're actually seeking. So this year for my business and the vision for motherhood simplified was to simplify everything on my end and your end to make this really, really easy and effective for you. So we did just one thing. And what happened for so many moms was they were like, okay, I'll just declutter one thing. And that turned into this trickle effect that ended up, you know, they would end up all of a sudden the whole bathroom was decluttered, right? Because they started with just one thing and that takes the pressure off of it, right? If you're like, I only need to declutter one thing, anybody can declutter one thing, right? Anybody can do that. And when you do that, you're like, oh my gosh, I did it. And then you want to do more and more and more. So it's so simple. And every, the other like overarching message and theme of this year that I wanted you to know is like every small step you take in your decluttering journey adds up. So stop thinking that it has to be all or nothing. You get it all done in one day or nothing at all, or you magically have the stars align and you get a babysitter for a weekend and you get to do a whole lot of decluttering, right? Like that's just not mom life. That's not going to happen. Um, and every single little thing that you do adds up, right? And that's the biggest lesson with the just one thing. If you are in the Facebook group or if you are on Instagram, use the hashtag just one thing and you can search it and you can see what people have done in the past and you can see how effective it really is. Don't underestimate it. It's tiny and it's mighty and it works. Um, so on to the next tip that um, people shared was that all you have to do is like five minutes, five to 15 minutes. Even if you're exhausted at the end of the day, you can find five minutes to do some decluttering, right? You can pull out some trash. Uh oh, hold on, everybody. I hear the TV. So, in that same vein of just one thing, it's like finding just five minutes, five minutes to get something done. You can get so much done in five focused minutes. And the thing about being a mom is that we aren't just handed big chunks of time on a plate, right? We have to make the time. And that means getting really honest about how we're spending our time, right? Are we wasting our time on social media, scrolling, Netflix, doom scrolling, right? Which has been like a theme of 2020, doom scrolling, looking at all of the bad, horrible things going on all around us and getting sucked into that. Are we searching on Amazon, like wasting our time on Amazon? Are we trying to escape our house, avoid our house? Like how are we actually spending our time and where can we add in five to 15 minutes at a time, which is, um, one of the main things that I teach in the clear your clutter challenge, like you just, you have to spend the time doing this and you have to find teeny tiny pockets of time throughout your day to make it happen, especially as moms, right? Like that's just the nature of motherhood. The nature of motherhood is constant interruptions, constant distractions, constant needing to yell plot twist and figure out a different way. Um, and just expect, expect that it's going to take us a little bit longer than somebody who doesn't have kids, right? Because they don't have to plan their day around tiny humans or multiple tiny humans or toddlers, because I think toddlers are a whole different beast than like my older kids, right? So finding five to 10, 15 minutes, five to 15 minutes a day that you can spend laser focused on decluttering work. Um, okay. Let's talk about the next tips. 
Here's one that's more of a mindset thing, but holding on to your clutter because you spent money on it is not the same as having money in the bank, right? So many of us, especially as mothers, hold on to our clutter because we see what we could potentially sell it for. And then we end up never, ever getting out from under our clutter. We end up never decluttering because nobody wants to buy it. It's frustrating to coordinate selling your stuff. People don't show up. People are like, you know, you list it for $15 and they're like, will you take two? Right. And it just takes a lot of energy and effort where you actually sell your stuff and it ends up not being worth it. And your money or your, your clutter costs you so much more than money, right? It costs you your time, your energy, your sanity, which in essence and reality is your life. So remember what your clutter is costing you outside of just money. Okay. Now the next tip that I like, that I love, it's one of my favorites. There's actually another podcast episode with this as the title, and it is that your clutter is not that special. So many of you commented, I learned that my clutter is not that special. We all essentially have the same kinds of clutter, right? We're all drowning in the same kinds of toys. We're all drowning in laundry piles. We all have the same piles of random unimportant stuff on our stairs and our kitchen counters, on our dining room tables, on our end tables, and it's not that special, right? And I shared a little bit about this in a, in a previous episode where our clutter is not that special. And when we have a crisis, it's not the stuff that we reach for, right? We reach for time. When we have a crisis, we reach for energy. We reach for relationships and connection and our clutter makes all, all having all of those things a whole lot harder. It's so much harder to connect with your family when you're distracted, overwhelmed, and consumed by your clutter. And it is so much harder to get creative and actually control what you're spending your money on when you are surrounded by clutter and you can't even tell what you have or you have to buy things because you forgot what you had or you lost it or you're avoiding your home and you don't want to be in it. So you leave your home, which usually equates to spending money and all of these things, right? So we realized a lot of us that our clutter is not that special and it's got to go. Okay. Another tip is that it's okay to let the trash just be trash. Now, I'm not saying to trash your good things. I'm not saying to not be generous or giving or donate your stuff that is donatable, but I am saying that a lot of our clutter is glorified trash, right? A lot of our clutter, we have so much clutter and stuff in our homes. We can't possibly ever reuse it or repurpose it, right? We just simply have too much stuff. And I can say that looking back on my preschool and the house that I had where I used to think like, oh, I can turn that into something. Oh, I can use that for this. I can use it for that. The reality was I had so much stuff in my house that it could have filled four houses and just literally there, there was absolutely no way for me to ever repurpose or use that stuff. A lot of it was just trash. And yes, I could have tried to find somebody who could have taken it. But again, that goes back to like our clutter isn't that special. And we all have the same kinds of stuff. As a society, we really need to do our due diligence in stopping the consumption, right? Stopping the consumption at its roots where it starts instead of trying to put a Band-Aid on it and repurpose it all, right? Just stop buying the stuff in the first place and just let it go. If it is trash, if it is not truly usable, let it be trash and that's okay. Okay, 
the next tip that came up a lot in the group was that there is no magical number of things to have, right? Everyone has a different clutter threshold or I shouldn't say clutter threshold. They have a different threshold for stuff and different lifestyles. So I get a lot of people who send emails and messages and sometimes post in the group to for a list of everything in my house, right? Or a list of all the toys I have or a list of all of the things in my bathroom or my kitchen or whatever else, right? And I won't ever give, I'm never gonna give anybody a list of my stuff because it doesn't matter. What I have does not, is not valuable to you, right? It's not going to help you figure out what you need in your home, right? Because I have very different needs and wants and personal preferences, right? Um, so having a list of like a number of things to have, I know sometimes it does help to have like a guide, right? Especially when it comes to wardrobes. I think wardrobes are like the one thing that it's good to have a number guide on. But other than that, there's no magical number of things to have. There's no set kinds of things that people need to have, right? What's essential to me is not going to be essential to you. What's essential to you? I'm like, I literally don't ever want that in my house, right? So I love that that was a big takeaway for a lot of you all in this group is like, there's no magical number, set yourself free from that. And there's no list of things that you need to have or not have as a mom, right? There's no list of toys that you should be having. There's no list of toys that your kids should play with, right? It's whatever they want to play with and they enjoy, and you can fit in your house comfortably without being overwhelmed. That's what you should have. Um, and for me, the more kids I have, the less stuff I want because I have to spend a lot more time and energy managing the people and, you know, facilitating the people in the house. I don't have room for all of the, the stuff, right? So it's going to change too based on your lifestyle. Okay. Now I love this one, this tip. You are the gatekeeper of your home. You get to choose what stays and goes. You you get to decide that, right? You get to decide what you buy and what you keep. You get to decide what is clutter and what is not and what you want to keep and what you don't want to keep. It doesn't matter if it was given to you as a gift. It doesn't matter if you spent money on it. It doesn't matter if you think it, you know, is something you should have because influencers on Instagram have it. You get to decide. You have the control. You have the power to decide what stays and goes in your home which goes along with this next tip, which is the gift is in the giving, not the keeping. And this honestly comes down a lot of times to boundaries, right? Like people don't get to decide if they give you a gift that you have to keep it. The gift is in the giving, right? That's the act of giving. I thought of you, this made me think of you, and I gave it to you. It, you know, I thought that your kids would have fun with this and I gave it to you, right? That's the act of giving. You are not obligated to keep everything forever, even if it was a gift, right? So set yourself free from that. Um, let me go through and check on the comments real quick. You guys are having lots of comments. So I'm going to check back on this in just a minute and keep rolling with the tips. Okay. A lot of you realize this year, and this is great because this means that you have actually been decluttering is that it's going to look and feel worse before it gets better. Decluttering is messy work for a short amount of time that pays off long-term. So it's true. Decluttering is messy. 
it is messy. There is no way around it. It's going to make your house feel like you're, it's getting worse and then it's going to get better. And it's a long game, right? It's a short-term pain for a long-term gain. Your house is probably already messy, hard to maintain. When you pull everything out and start to make decisions on what stays and what goes, it's going to get worse, right? Because you're taking all of the hidden mess, bringing it out into the open, exposing it, and then you're putting it back. And that's normal and it's worth it. And it's going to make the long term so much better. Your house is going to be a million times easier to maintain because you did this really messy project for a short amount of time and it pays off big time. Okay. The next thing that a lot of you realize is that it takes a long time to accumulate your clutter and it's going to take a long time to get rid of it, right? You've probably been accumulating things for most of your adult life, which could be a couple years. It could be a couple decades. Um, you could have been accumulating stuff from your family for multiple, multiple decades, right? It's taking you a long time to accumulate your clutter, which is why even if the stars aligned and you get eight hours of babysitting to declutter your home, it's not going to be done in that eight hours, right? You're still going to have work to do after it. It takes a long time to accumulate it. It's going to take a long time to get rid of it. I did it in record time. I did it in four weeks. I literally only kept what fit in our suitcase. And that's why it worked for me in such a short amount of time. I didn't keep anything at all. I just got rid of it all. And it still took me four weeks to get rid of it. Four weeks of like getting rid of literally everything. So just keep that in mind. Um, that's also why the course that I created, Decluttering Simplified, is a four-week plan. Because if I can get rid of literally everything down to what fits into suitcases, right? Like one suitcase each for each of us, you can declutter your home to a manageable, livable amount for you in four weeks and have a lot more than just a suitcase of stuff because I don't think that should be the goal. That is boring and lame. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I did not enjoy only having one suitcase of stuff. Um, okay. This next tip I love too. Actually, I love all these tips, so I'm just going to keep saying it, but the hardest part of decluttering is thinking about decluttering, right? Once you actually start, it's not so bad, which is kind of true for anything in life, right? The hardest part of anything we do is thinking about it. Once we do it, we're like, that was it? It wasn't so bad, was it? It was actually kind of nice. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit quicker through these ones. Um, your worth as a mother is not determined by what you get for your kids. Remember that. Remember this. Clutter costs you so much more than money, right? It does cost you money and it's going to continue to be a huge monetary leak for you, but it also costs you a lot more than money. Okay, this next tip, decluttering is not wasteful. Overconsumption is what causes the clutter and is wasteful. We only realize it though when it's time to declutter. I love this conversation. There's a whole podcast episode on this topic um, called An Honest Conversation About Goodwill, I think is what it's called. But we think that decluttering is wasteful. We feel guilty for decluttering and getting rid of all of this stuff. And we think that that is the waste. The waste is in the overconsumption. And we only realize it when it's time to let it go. And that holds us back from decluttering. And then we never get to the root of the issue which is stopping the overconsumption in the first place. There is no way to recycle, reuse, repurpose, 
too much stuff, right? Just like you can't organize too much stuff, you also cannot adequately recycle, reuse, repurpose, redistribute too much stuff. We have to be better about our consumption in the first place. Okay, you are not a bad housekeeper. You just have too much stuff, right? That's it. You not, there is not a single person in the world who can adequately manage a house full of clutter and still live a normal life, right? It's just not possible. Okay, all of the things that you keep for someday are costing you your sanity today. So stop keeping everything for just in case. It's costing you so much right now. You don't need to wait for a disaster to happen if you want to declutter. You can declutter just because you want to, right? A lot of us think that we need to have, you know, we say things, pretty terrible things to say out loud, honestly. Like, I wish, you know, it would all just burn down. That's a pretty terrible thing to wish, and it has happened to people, and I guarantee you they don't wish that it happened. So you don't have to wait for a crisis. You can declutter just because you want to, and you should. Um, okay, oh, I hear the baby. Hold on one second. Okay. Thank you, by the way, everybody. Um, I hope that my audio sounds better. Thank you for hanging out with me and being a part of this real life mom podcast recording with me. I hope it's valuable for you and I hope it makes you feel like you're a normal mom, okay? <laughs> okay, uh, this one is super simple. It's a classic. You cannot organize your clutter in a sustainable way. You just can't do it. You're gonna waste your time. You're gonna waste your money. You're gonna waste your energy. All trying, the only way organizing your clutter ends is in burnout. You're going to be burnt out. You're going to be sick of it. You're going to feel like something's wrong with you. You're going to be fed up with your kids because they don't maintain the organization systems of too much stuff and you just cannot organize your clutter. It's a classic. Okay. This is one of my favorites. Having a whole lot of craft supplies does not make you crafty. Okay, that's speaking to myself as a, as a mom of five and a formal preschool teacher who had a thousand square foot house full of literally every single craft thing you could imagine. I thought having that all meant that I was crafty. I thought it meant that I was giving my kids these magical experiences. I thought it meant that I was super fun. But all it did was stress me out and make me feel bad and feel like I should be doing a whole lot more because we have all of these craft things that we never ever use and it never made me crafty. I am way more crafty with less because we actually do the stuff that we have, right? Um, my, my oldest daughter is 11. She is the crafter. Um, I'm still not crafty, but I don't have the stuff, you know, in my house reminding me of every second of the day. <laughs> I can actually do things with my kids and enjoy it and use the supplies that we have. Okay, next tip, if everything is sentimental, then nothing is, okay? A lot of us hold on to things and we say that it's sentimental and I have episodes on this too that you can go listen to, but a lot of times what we're actually saying is that I enjoyed the season of my life and I'm not ready to let it go yet or I... I'm afraid to move on because I don't want to forget it, or I, um, I, I don't know how to say this, but hold on a second. 
and here's the thing about sentimental items too, is that just because it makes you feel something strong doesn't necessarily mean that it's something good, right? Um, a lot of times we're holding on to things for sentimental purposes because we feel strongly about it because we, you know, it was a significant time of our life or it was a significant event, but it's making us feel very negatively, right? It could be things that you're holding on from like, a, you know, somebody who has passed on and you're holding on to it for sentimental purposes because you really love that person. But every time you look at that stuff, it makes you feel badly. Or maybe it's, you know, an old relationship or maybe it's, you know, a, an old job or something like that. Like my husband has um, a lot of, and I'm not saying that he feels this way about his job. This is just an example of like having memorabilia for like a, a phase of your life and feeling obligated to keep it because it represents that, that point in your life you don't enjoy looking at it, right? It reminds you of that stuff and you've moved on, right? So just because your sentimental things that you're holding for sentimental purposes make you feel something strong does not mean that it's making you feel something good. And if you're holding on to everything, calling it sentimental, you're losing the truly sentimental things, right? That honor your story, that make you feel happy and remember all of the great and wonderful things in your life. Um, so just remember that if everything is sentimental, then nothing is. And you're clouding the truly sentimental stuff with a whole bunch of pointless stuff. And that is not doing your sentiment. It's not doing anything for you, right? And it's not honoring your story. Okay. It's not doing your sentimental things justice. There we go. Okay. No human can be expected to maintain a cluttered home and stay sane, especially not mothers, right? Especially not parents who have small children at home and staying sane with small children and managing all of their huge emotions and complexities is a lot to handle in the first place. You can't be expected to do that and manage a whole lot of pointless stuff in your home. Okay. You just can't, there's nothing wrong with you. Nobody could possibly do that and stay sane unless they're heavily medicated. Okay. I shouldn't say that, but you know, I did. Okay. Moving clutter from place to place is not decluttering. That's clutter shifting and you've got to stop it. Stop shifting your clutter from place to place in your house. If you're going to shift it anywhere, shift it into your car, into the donation center for good. Don't waste your time shifting your clutter around. Next tip, clutter takes up more, more than physical space. It consumes your mind. Now, remember guys that these are tips that you all said in the group. These are not ones that I just pulled out. These are ones that you all specifically have experienced here in the group. And yes, clutter takes up much more than just physical space. It literally consumes your mind. Okay. When you have less dishes and clothes, you don't fall behind most days. Okay. So a lot of us spend a lot of time wondering what's wrong with us. Why can't we, why can't we figure out how to do laundry? Why can't we figure out how to keep up on dishes? Why can't we be better housekeepers, right? Why aren't we better at this? Uh, what's wrong with us? And there's nothing wrong with you. You just need less dishes and you need less clothes and you probably need less toys and random stuff in your closet. <laughs> um, and the last thing, actually we're going to do too, is that you don't have to keep something that means something to someone else. Okay. This kind of goes along with gift giving. But just because your family passed it on to you and it was special to them does not mean that you have to keep it, okay? You can give it back to them. And here's the thing. 
if you try to give it back to them and they don't want it, chances are it probably wasn't very special to them in the first place. So stop trying to make it special to you. You are not obligated to keep things that other people want you to keep. You are the gatekeeper of your home. Now, the last thing <laughs> of, we just need less of everything. Yeah, Bronwyn, we need less of everything. Okay, the last tip that was one of the biggest tips of 2020 in the group that I wanted to take special time to talk to you all about is doing just one load of laundry from start to finish. Okay. There is another hashtag in the group that goes along with just one thing and it's hashtag just one load. We have a lot of jokes about it. Okay. It is funny. It took you guys like five months to make the joke. And I was like, come on people. Somebody at some point has to make a joke about this hashtag just one load. <laughs> anyway, um, we finally did. We got that out of the way. But just one load is not one load of laundry every day. I do not do a load of laundry every day. And we're a family of seven. Okay. It's doing just one load of laundry from start to finish. I have a whole other podcast episode on this too. From start to finish before you start the next load. And here's, I'm going to tell you this. You, you have to do it from start to finish, which means that you have to wash it, dry it, either fold it or hang it and put it away before you start the next load of laundry. You have to finish that task because the, the reason is that most of us are so used to starting things and not finishing things that when you do just one load from start to finish fully and completely, you are sending the message that you are a finisher, right? You are sending the message that you no longer uh, do the thing where you start 10 different projects and get none of them done. You are sending the message that you start and finish, right? And that feels really good. And it starts to trickle into every other area of your life because how you do anything is how you do everything. And if you start doing your laundry, just one load, start to finish fully and completely, you wrap up all those loose ends nice and tight like a boss, it's going to start to trickle into the other areas of your life. You're going to start doing your dishes start to finish. You're going to start doing your nightly reset start to finish. You're going to start paying your bills start to finish. I don't know what that means. I'm just trying to think of an example. Um, but honestly, like doing one load of laundry from start to finish sends a very clear message of I finish what I start. I have control over my life, right? I am no longer willing to just be the victim to my laundry. I'm going to dominate this laundry and get it done. And it feels really good, right? And then you're not in that cycle anymore of forgetting, did I wash it? When was, when, how long has this been sitting in the washer, right? Like how wrinkly is this in the dryer? Do I need to rewash it? Because it's going to be so wrinkly. It can't be recovered in a couple dryer cycles or it sits into the, um, it, you know, it sits in the laundry basket for a week and all of a sudden it's two years and we've lived out of laundry baskets, right? It gets you out of that, which sends a message to the rest of your life. I know that sounds dramatic, but it's true. Um, so do your laundry start to finish. And once you master doing it, start to finish in this way, I like to tell you guys, then you can start doing some trick shots, like starting the next load while the first load is in the dryer, right? Only until you've truly mastered this, can you do trick shots like that? <laughs> because that's how you get backed up, right? You get backed up because you wash and dry four or five loads at a time. And then all of a sudden you have all of the clothes smashed into a couple laundry baskets. You have five loads of laundry smashed into laundry baskets and you're behind. And that's how you get behind. So don't let that happen. 
start to finish, do it exactly that way until you master it. And then you can start doing trick shots with your eyes closed. Okay. <laughs> um, and the other reason that this just one load from start to finish works so well is that you, the, as you do it for a couple weeks, you start to realize how much of your clothing is actually worn and used. It's really hard to tell how much of your clothing is actually being worn and used when it's sitting in laundry baskets for months at a time, right? Or when it's always backed up or when it's always in piles on your couch or your bed or your crib or your floor, it's impossible to tell how much you actually need, which goes back to the conversation of we need to actually be mindful of what we're consuming and how much and stop the overconsumption. We can't do that unless we have a clear perspective on how much we have. And doing this one load start to finish, which was one of the top tips that you guys said you learned in this group, um, that's how it works, right? Like that's how you get your perspective. So I don't want to talk a whole lot on this anymore because I have a whole podcast episode dedicated to this. It's like 15 minutes of why this works and how to do it. Okay. <laughs> Those are our best tips of 2020. And I want to end this episode by telling everyone, thank you. Like, thank you for being a part of this community in 2020. 2020, for me, the vision that I had for this entire community and the leader of this space was to simplify everything and to make it really streamlined and effective for you so that you have a space where you can come as you are and learn how to declutter your house in the simplest, quickest, most effective, hopefully fun, inviting way possible, right? That's what my hope was for 2020. I think we've done that. And thank you for being a part of it. And thank you for continuing on with me um, into 2021. So if you're like, All right, I, I don't want to see you in 2021, that's okay. You know, we, we can say goodbye too. But thank you for being a part of it up until this point. Um, I have huge plans and visions for this space in 2021 and helping more of you and guiding more of you and giving you more support and decluttering your home and making this happen for you, keeping it intimate. One of my favorite parts about this community is that even as it grows, it's intimate where we are getting to know each other. We are having honest conversations, sometimes difficult conversations, vulnerable conversations, and it's space that I hope you know is a come as you are space and um, you are welcome here. You are welcome here. Um, it's going to be great moving into 2021 with you all. Lots of good big plans and visions and I will see you all around in the next episode. Hey, real quick before you go, I just wanted to let you know you're not a terrible housekeeper. You just have too much stuff and you might have some toddlers. I wanted to invite you to Decluttering Simplified, the four-week plan to help you declutter your entire home top to bottom in the simplest way possible. Yes, it can be easy. Yes, you can do it. Stop shifting your clutter around. You know, the thing you do where you don't really know what to do with the stuff, so you try to put it in the closet or move it to another space of the house, or maybe you even packed it up into nice little containers, but ultimately you're just organizing your clutter and that's not gonna get you to where you wanna be. Decluttering Simplified is your four-week plan. You don't have to do it in four weeks. You get lifetime access to it, but I promise you, once you get started, you're not going to want to stop until the four weeks is up. 
in addition to this four-week plan. You get to join the Decluttering Simplified group and myself twice a month for live co-decluttering sessions. This is where we hop on Zoom together. I play you some super fun and kid-friendly music, and you get 30 minutes to declutter with all of us together to help keep you on track. I promise you will love this. You will have so much fun. And best of all, you will get your house decluttered in no time. If you want to get into Decluttering Simplified, just go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash decluttering simplified, or you can find the link in the show notes of this episode. I can't wait to see you inside. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.